Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a brain rewiring certified coach and human design expert. In this podcast, we talk about becoming the most kick-ass, unstoppable version of yourself, building a life of alignment and flow that you deserve, and taking a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at sandyyang.hd. Hello. Wow, it's like really echoey in here. It sounds kind of good though. So I have my friend Jenna Jacobs on the podcast today. And we talk a lot about human design and specifically about emotional authority. If you have listened to episode three of the podcast, it's all about following your inner authority in human design. You can literally pull your chart and it will tell you what it is. Is using that to navigate your decision making, big or small. Jenna and I are both emotional authority, and I swear, before I knew about human design, I've probably talked about this before, but I never knew what the fuck does it mean to follow your intuition. There are people who swear by, oh, follow your gut or follow your instinct. Um, that for me never applied. And if you're emotional authority, maybe you'll relate. But Jenna is a 5-1 manifester. She is amazing. You can find her at Jenna Jacobs Movement on Instagram. She and I just have the best conversations on the mic and off the mic. One thing I absolutely love about human design is that we not only get to know ourselves better, how we operate, we know how the people we are around, how they operate, and we can therefore have more harmonious relationships. I swear, if I knew my mother was also an emotional authority growing up, a lot of conflicts would have been avoided. But um, anyways, if you're emotional authority, definitely give this one a listen. If you're not, you probably know someone who is and... By listening to this, you will be able to support them in a more informed manner. Without further ado, here's the episode. Okay, um, so welcome, Jenna. So happy to have you on the podcast. Honestly, I love having people on here with me because it's just so much more fun to record. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I always love chatting with you. Super excited for our conversation. Okay, so I asked you if you wanted to do this um, to talk about our emotional authorities, authority on the podcast, because I think when I asked you, I was going through like a, like a big wave and it's hard when you're like deep in it. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, totally. Like it can be really destabilizing and I feel like a different person, like at different phases in my wave. And um, I think just connecting with other people who have emotional authority, who like get it can be super, super helpful. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so before we get further into this conversation, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah. So my name's Jenna Jacobs. I'm a movement coach, personal trainer, yoga teacher, um, human design reader <laughs> who lives in Boston, soon to be Miami. And I'm just really passionate about helping people along their journeys with mind, body, spirit, soul healing. And um, I generally um, work with people who have um, autoimmune conditions or hypermobility or something that um, kind of gets in their way as far as classic um, strength training or um, help them find new movement options. And human design um, just kind of intersects really nicely, actually, with a lot of this stuff. So um, I also use human design with my clients and that's what's going on with me most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think human design is really helpful, whether you're like working in, you know, corporate or like HR or, you know, like personal training. 
like is really helpful tool to individualize like what your client actually needs. Totally. I feel like you're so spot on with that. Almost like any person I meet, I'm like, oh, I can see how human design could be a helpful tool for them in their career or their personal life or whatever. But especially um, in career, I feel like it can apply to so many different, um, so many different jobs. Yeah. Do you um, find that you attract a certain energy type to your client base? Yeah, that's an interesting question for me. So um, in kind of like the business coaching world or entrepreneur world, we're always sent this big message that we're supposed to niche. And really, like if we, you know, looked into my chart and kind of what I'm here for, I'm not necessarily here to niche per se, but I would definitely say that um, certain type of person is attracted to the kind of work I'm interested in, but it's not, um, like I, I can't really differentiate based on like age or even gender. Like I have like clients that are their 60s and 70s, males and females. I have clients in their 20s, males and females. So um, it's not actually like based on demographics like that, but I would say it's um, kind of like a person that's like um, sort of on this growth mindset journey or open-minded, really want something different, something new, something individualized. Um, They kind of have like a sense of those kinds of things, if that's making sense. Um, but I struggle with that question sometimes because I'm like, I really do connect with all different people across different demographics. It's just sort of like a mindset thing that we just click. Um, so, yeah, but I know, I don't know, what, 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 what do you find? Do you find that you tend to attract the same type of person or what do you experience? Oh, so I actually uh, was curious, like, do you attract like more generators than like projectors for example because like for me I find that I click really well working with generators and you know MGs and I'm always like super excited to work with them because their energy is like super juicy and energizing for me Um, and they're like oh I love projectors like I don't know it's like they like how I can like I don't know almost um read them in a way not literally but just feeling like seen yes okay but you now um actually that's a funny question I think I have quite a few um projector clients um I tend to really connect well with projectors as a manifester um but I also have I I would say I have the most projector and generator clients out of everyone. Um, I have two manifestors who are actually quite challenging to train. (laughs) That's interesting. Um, Tell us more. It's interesting because like there aren't a bunch of manifestors, right? Um, Right. And like manifestors almost like don't like to be told what to do. Like they're very much like rebels. So how is that like for you? Yes, actually. Okay. That's so funny. Like that's exactly what I was about to say. Like I'm a man. So just for um, context, I'm a manifester, but manifestors don't be, don't like to be told what to do. And I find that um, I've had to like, how I train my manifestors and how I speak to them is so different than how I speak to any other energy type. Like it's almost like I, for me as a coach, I've had to go back and like really be much more intentional around my languaging and my energy when I'm working with the manifestors or it just doesn't work. Like versus my other energy types, I can just show up and I almost have this like intuitive sense of how I should talk to them and how I communicate with them. And the the session just flows, you know, it just, it's integrated. It makes sense. Like there's great communication. We're on the same page. And then when I work with my manifestors, like I have to like mentally, I prepare for those sessions in a different way. I have to be much more invitate, like almost more invitational with my language. Like I don't ever, or if I tell a manifest, my manifestor clients what to do, like it doesn't land well, it doesn't go well. And like, I'm a manifestor, so I'm supposed to be able to do that. But when I'm talking to another manifest, it doesn't go smoothly. <laughs> so um, I've, 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 luckily I've, I've kind of figured it out with both of them, but I, I do a lot more like, 
oh, try this and try that and sort of getting them to feel like they have a lot of autonomy and they're really um, figuring things out for themselves. And I'm just there to guide them and offer support and suggestions. And then like, I have in my head, like what I really want the outcome to be, but I have to like, let that go completely when I'm working with the manifester. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, do you know what is your thing in the four tendencies? <sighs> Oh, I don't actually know um, what mine is. What's yours? I am a questioner. Uh, um, okay, I am a questioner slash a rebel. So, um, I would think maybe you are too a rebel. But um, I don't know. Everyone sense. is like a mixture of different ones to some extent. Um, so, how are you like when you look for a coach for yourself? Oh, um, that's a great question. I, well, okay. I definitely learned to, to follow my emotional authority when I'm deciding to work with someone or if I'm, um, trying to figure out if they're the right person for me. Um, cause I can definitely like maybe come across someone and be like all excited in the high of my wave, like, oh my gosh, this person's amazing. But then like, I know now to never like reach out to them right in that moment or jump on it then like I waited out a few days I mean I might consume them consume a little more of um their content or I might just take a full break and like tune into to me and do I really want this service and like I watch my energy and my mood around working with that person for quite a while now like at least a couple weeks um before I decide whether I'm going to um work with them or not um that's made a huge difference for me so I would say the number one thing I do is tune into my emotional authority if and when I'm deciding to work with someone and it's interesting sometimes like I find a few weeks later like I really actually don't feel the need to like invest in working with that person and then other times I'm like no like I'm still so lit up by the idea of this I think that you know or not even think I feel I just have a sense right that this is a great decision or this is something I want to do and if it's still there a few weeks later I generally do it mm. um, yeah what about weeks, what huh? about you yeah weeks yeah why what is yours different <laughs> um huh okay so okay let's just define emotional authority for those who are not familiar do you want to like kind of talk about it and I can add to it if anything comes up yeah totally okay so um when I like to explain it um I like to back up and say like okay in society in our lives we're always told all these different things in quote to listen to as far as how to make a decision so you hear all the time like listen to your heart listen to your intuition listen to your <laughs> gut like um what what's logical in this situation like when we're trying to make a decision and I love human design because human design is like okay <laughs> all of those are potentially valid but they're not all valid for all of us and we have one inner guidance authority system that we can really tune into as what um, is going to lead us to the most like aligned choices or decisions for us in that time. So um, that just kind of backs up and is like the, you know, what authority is in general, but emotional authority is, is, is something <laughs> where we are not designed to listen to our heart, our ego, or our intuition, or our gut, or do anything that um, happens in the moment, we are designed to move through an emotional wave. Um, and it's, and we have different waves and maybe we can talk about, um, how the waves, the different waves feel different, but we're designed to listen to that and, and watch how we feel, um, over time and then make a, a decision. And what I think is helpful to know is that we don't usually ever feel hundred percent sure about something. Um, which I think is really helpful for emotional beings. Um, and just knowing that um, you're going to have up highs and lows and, and feel different types of ways. And that's totally part of our process, but that we don't need to feel pressure to decide things in the moment. And last thing about waves that just popped in my head too, is like, and I've experienced this sometimes, like I just described that sometimes it takes me weeks to go through a wave and like that can be the case, but it could also take a day. It could take 
30 seconds, you could go to the high and the low, or it could take a couple of years to go through a whole wave. So I don't think years, holy crap. (laughs) Yes. Like I can totally see how I've had waves that have lasted like years before I've come to like some place of neutrality or clarity around something. So I don't think that, I think that can be challenging that you're like, okay, it's patience. Like patience is the name of the game for emotional beings because we just don't know how long our wave is going to take. Yeah. What, what, what would you add to, would you add anything to what I said? Um, so when you say emotional beings, <laughs> you're talking about people with emotional authorities. So that is almost like pretty much like 50% of the world. So you're either emotional authority or your authority is like sacral or splenic or self-projected, etc. So everyone is an emotional being, like emotional, you know, people like humans have emotions. So right. Um, right. So I just wanted to clarify that. And if you are emotional authority, you said we're not meant to listen to our intuition. And um, so obviously, like you, your waves are different from mine. And there are like four types of emotional waves. Um, so you have two waves going on. Um, I have one and how we experience emotional authority is different. So I still feel like I can rely on my intuition um, and like ego and like, you know, direction I have for myself, but just like not acting from a super emotionally charged place when it comes to, you know, big investments or big decisions. So, wow, it is really different. And um, for me, I usually find clarity within two to three days. So that's interesting. Wow. Okay, wait. So are you defined in your spleen and in your heart center also? Um, No, I have a very open spleen and I have a really open ego center too. Ego slash heart, same thing. But um, for when I talked about direction, um, I have a defined G. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm an undefined G. Um, Wow. So you, do you find that in most of your ways, it's like two to three days? Yeah. Um, For me uh, personally, I feel a wave. um, like the whole emotional authority thing isn't like such a big theme for me because I know how it works. Like my specific wave normally has to do with like disappointment because I tend to have like really high expectations. Like if I go travel, I want it to be like really grand and like have all those cool experiences. So like kind of just like hyping it up too much for myself. Um, So I feel like a big thing for me is to like release expectations. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot, a lot of sense. I think that um, like the waves kind of go between like hope, excitement, like all this expectation. And then like, can that can quickly turn into like pain or disappointment (laughs) (laughs) yeah um things don't turn out the way yeah yeah and that's like (laughs) my own lesson I feel like um you mentioned how emotional authority people don't tend to feel like a hundred percent with their decisions and I agree with that when you can reach 80 85 maybe even 90 that is like a pretty good place to be yeah oh my gosh one definitely and and like sometimes I I can look back and and be like oh yeah now I feel I actually do feel like I was I'm 100% sure that that was the right decision but that doesn't usually come until like I'm looking back in the past and I'm satisfied with the decision I had made (laughs) yeah totally yeah totally makes sense I also just want to point out that um you can't really make a mistake. Like all your, all of your decisions are like technically serving you in a way. Um, I, I, I started thinking about this because like one of my close friends, um, recently, um, experienced a breakup. Like he 
broke up with his ex-partner and he was like really really emotional the next day like he feel like he felt really sure about the decision and he's non-emotional um he's actually self-protective so he felt like he really wanted her back the next day and he was really confused how does this like feeling just you know flip a switch and I'm just Mm -hmm. like well okay you can do whatever you want um sometimes you know, people need to like run into the fire to really like learn their lesson. You know what I mean? Like if you want to like get her back, then do it. If you don't want to, then don't. It's like, just do something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I I think that's interesting that he's um, undefined emotionally. And, but that happens all the time. You can feel so strong one way, one day, and then feel totally different the next day. And I think it's really important to just watch, like kind of be a bite, like watch what's happening almost as if you take yourself out of it and you're like, wow, that's how strongly I felt yesterday. This is how strongly I feel today. Like, isn't that interesting? Huh? And like, I'm a big fan of like watching and waiting and seeing how I feel the next day, (laughs) the next day before I take any action. But I know that's hard for some people, but I agree. There is no wrong decision. Like if he, if you wanted to go back to her when he was in that really strong sensing feeling that he should stay with her like and he goes back to her like he's that's okay too you know he's gonna learn and like that's what needed to happen so I think that's freeing to keep that in mind that there is no wrong or bad decision Um, yeah 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 um especially like for emotional authority sometimes it's like should I wait another day you know what I mean yeah yeah it's true it's true like knowing when to to take the action or not. (laughs) Um, Do you find that, well, I guess, yeah, I was going to say like you have certain circumstances where you really watch yourself go through waves. It sounds like with you, it's like with like you get excited about a vacation or like you have expectations about something and then it doesn't meet your expectations. Would you say that that's when you like notice your wave the most? Oh, yeah. And um, I think this one applies to most emotional authority people, like the whole, you might like find something online that you really, really want, and then um, you buy it, but maybe it's kind of expensive. And then when it arrives two days later, you're like, huh, I don't know why I bought this. Yes. Okay. So my, like for one of my waves, um, I really think it's the one, my 36, 35, but I always like the way the way it works is like, you're kind of climbing up to like a mountain and then it like kind of crashes down <laughs> to a valley. <laughs> it sounds so that. scary. Yeah. Um, but I experience that in like dating scenarios so much. So, and I'm like aware of it and it's, and I still watch it happen. So for example, like I'll go on a date and I'll meet someone and I'll think, you know, I'll be in the high, I'll be like, oh my gosh, like he, he's this and that, and he seems this way. And, and it was so exciting and it was so fun and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all I'm quick. I'm, I'm talking fast. I'm really in like my manifester, like intensity. And then I, I have a hard time, like staying like you know kind of in this even keel place and I and I watch myself I just my I just go like I'm so intense I'm so up I'm like oh my gosh the possibilities so much hope <laughs> and even if I'm like okay chill out like it's you met somebody one time like relax like I still I'm up like you know it's an energetic thing it's not like the logical conscious thing it's energetically I'm up right and then without fail like it always crashes <laughs> quite frequently I I am like oh yeah that wasn't like I the, the up sort of eventually turns to a down and then I spend about a week kind of in like this low place energetically before I come back up to normal so I've noticed that pattern in myself quite a mm. few times <laughs> when you say crash how do you mean um okay I'm using crash I think maybe just to um distinguish between how my energy feels I went from like this really like up energy place where I just have lots of um kind of bubbling energy to really like low almost like I don't want to say depressed energy but like almost like slower moving kind of like um 
like when I imagine it, it's just like, oh, more like moving through peanut butter type of energy as opposed <laughs> to this fast. Yes, as opposed to this fast energy. And it and it, I like feel it in my in my body. I'm just moving slower, just you know, and I'm you know, that's not a bad thing, right? Like I, I'm here to experience that um slow motion crawling through peanut butter thing like Mm -hmm. it's okay um but I guess it's not necessarily a crash but it's just such a difference from the up like the the variation between the two feels drastic that makes sense uh yeah I can't even imagine so you're saying when you're when the high is building up you're like texting back you're talking back you're like really excited for like what could happen um when is quote-unquote crashing do you almost like just don't feel interested anymore or like yeah pessimistic? like yeah um not necessarily pessimistic just like um almost like oh like they aren't actually it like I was like, I wasn't feeling, I don't think they were what was making me feel up. Like I was feeling up because I have all this like hope and possibility and I'm quite existential and like near to be existential and I get excited easily. And like, I kind of made myself excited. Um, I re- like, I understand that this is like my wave, right? Um, but then once I sort of step away for a second or just have some space to myself and like kind of have time to like actually look at the, the person or the situation, I'm like, oh, it's not that exciting. And like, yeah, I probably won't be continuing on like communication with them and, and not because they're bad or, you know, anything really bad. It's just like, oh, we're not ready for each other, right? Like we're not aligned. And then, and then I, I don't even want to say it's like necessarily disappointment because I'm like, yeah, this is part of life. What a cool experience. I got to meet this person. I got to learn. Like I genuinely feel all those ways, but my energy body like my energy just feels so sluggish I wouldn't say I feel depressed but I'm I'm definitely less quick less fast less excited less less hopeful I would say but not not depressed or pessimistic just like oh more more neutral honestly yeah yeah. calmer more neutral yeah is that making sense Right. So like when you maybe start talking to someone and um, you might just like give yourself all the time you need to experience the high and the not so high and like kind of see how things go after all the emotional intensity. Yes. Oh, you just summed it up so nicely. And like, I would, I would suggest that to like a lot of people who have emotional authority is like, just plan on like long courtships or taking a while to get to know someone or just um because I know I've I've you know have made some quick decisions in the high and like I've learned I've learned from them you know and like now I just I watch my high I'm like embracing it like okay this is part of the thing but I'm not gonna act on it I'm just gonna let the energy move through my body and be here for and keep myself safe but I'm not going to act from it like I definitely would say um take your time with any like deciding things or deciding to be with someone or deciding this is the person or whatever just just wait it out yeah (laughs) yeah um okay that makes a lot of sense and do the other person feel confused is like whoa one day she's like super hot and like into it and then the next day she's like kind of cold you know what I think that's like I love that question and I would have you know I think yes I think that probably um that the person is confused and I mean I would be curious if other emotional manifestors specifically experience this in the sense of like when I'm like in the high and I'm talking to someone like I am like energetic and I'm you know really excited and enthusiastic and I'm going and I can't I'm just it's just energy but I I think that people probably get the impression that I'm like really enthusiastic either about them or just in general and then when then I'm kind of like meh (laughs) or kind of flat or like, ugh, I'm over it. Um, or just, you know, not, you know, as exclamation pointy, um, in general, 
Um, that was a kind of a weird way to explain it, but I think people know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, they, I think they are confused. Um, yeah, and I, that is, I don't have a so what for that. I'm just probably like, yeah, they probably, like, I would be confused if I were them, but that's, <laughs> that's part of my nature. Like I'm, I burst and then I, you know, that's what manifestors do. We burst and then we rest. So the emotional wave nature of this kind of fits into the way my energy works as a manifester, not just my authority. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Your life is so emotionally rich. Um, okay, so I feel like at this point, if someone is not already familiar with um, emotional authority versus non-emotional, um, they're like, oh, you people are like crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, often, like, I think that when I listen to other people talk about their emotional wave, they're or if maybe if not, if I was listening to this, yeah, like it's like these people do sound crazy. But I think that the the piece of this to remember is like all of these experiences, we are like actually um, kind of building our not kind of we are we're building our emotional intelligence and we're becoming wise. And then we are able to like share that with other people. So like when you work with clients, when I work with clients, like. I know what it feels like to be in a really low, low based on X, Y, or Z happening. And I can speak to like how to navigate that. And I can speak to how to navigate when you're like, like in that high or when you want to make the decision or not. So we might sound crazy, um, but I think it's still helpful um, for, you know, like us fulfilling our purposes or like for why we're here. Um, What do you think about that? Um, I think I'm really blessed with defined emotional center. Um, you know how like everyone is technically like an empath, but like we're empathic in different ways. And when I hear like undefined emotional people talk about how they feel sad when their friends feel sad, I'm like, oh, geez, (laughs) I would not want to experience that. But, um, I feel like for us, uh, emotional authority people is all about just like waiting for the, um, emotional clarity to unfold. So it definitely takes a lot of patience, especially if you have a defined root center, (laughs) which I yeah. do. Do you, yeah. do you have a I do. Route? Yeah, I okay. do. And like impatience is like my biggest thing. <laughs> it's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I like your point about, um, like we all sort of do have an empathic nature and like, it's a spectrum. Um, and depending on what centers you have undefined or open and depending on like your, little t big t traumas and just like your conditioning I think we all experience like being an empath in a different way like um sometimes I don't find like I'm I'm defined emotionally but I tend to really take on um other people's stuff quite a bit I mean I do have some open centers and some past conditioning and stuff but like I still find myself like taking on their stuff but like I won't necessarily like really cry in like a sad movie where like, I know a lot of like open emotionals would like, Oh yeah. Really sad. Like in a movie, like I probably like would be fine and wouldn't cry. But like, if I'm watching a TV show, I am so into that show. Like I literally feel like what's happening to the character. I'm so invested in it in a way that feels almost like, all right, I need a break from the TV now. Like, dear Lord, I'm very invested in this in like probably an unhealthy way. If that makes sense. Like I feel empathic in a way towards the show that I'm like really in it but I don't wouldn't necessarily like cry like some open emotionals would if that makes sense oh it totally makes sense I'm like like in a sad movie or whatever I'm the only person who's not crying right <laughs> <laughs> um but I totally get it like it's really random but um the Mulan movie made me really like emotional <laughs> really yeah I forgot why yeah yeah like something something about it just like really got you and and like it made yeah it makes sense I get it but it's not like that happens to you you're not like the crier in every you know everyone has like the friend or like that cries like every movie 
Yeah, like, I'm not that friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, your shares on emotional authority is super juicy. Um, <laughs> let's talk about how that kind of looks like when we are, you know, how that looks like in general. I would say, like, for us emotional authority people, um, the wave, like it can be high, which is like really fun and exciting, like you talked about. Um, so like, en- it's like enjoying the ride, like riding the high is like super fun. And you also get everybody else um, that is like involved, really hyped up. But like when you're in a low, like we are exchanging energy with one another. So people definitely can feel when we're in a low as well. So what do you do when you're like having a low wave? Like how do you get, not necessarily get out of it because that is kind of like forcing and pushing. Um, So what do you do when you're in that low? Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, So I have really, really gotten clear with myself that like, low part of the wave means I really need to be alone and I have to just do exactly what I want. So, um, I've gotten much better at like, not necessarily always like, um, like if it's like the weekend and someone asked me to do something in advance, like I'll be more like, Oh, can we wait and see how we feel that day? Um, before deciding, like, I'm a little unsure, like, Um, I don't, I I wouldn't say I'm flaky or anything now, obviously have to like be a person and do things, but I'm a little more non-committal to things that I might need back out of if I'm not feeling it or I'm in that part of my low wave, because being around like people when I'm in my low just doesn't work. Like you said, we're giving off energy in that place. And it's really my time to like come back to myself um, and feel what I need to feel and not rush it. And like, I've really learned that trying to rush it or trying to force myself out of it just ends up feeling worse. And when I just give myself time and like really saying what I do, what I want in that moment. So like, if it's like, if I'm in a low and it's like a Saturday, it's like, okay, I just literally in this moment, I need to like go on a walk. That's exactly what I'm going to do right now. Like I, if I had to, I thought I was going to do something else. I drop it. I changed my plan. Just being flexible with like what I need and like following it and doing it at that time. And if that means like, I don't go to lunch with a friend, then that's okay. You know, like it is what it is. And like, I'll catch up with them when I'm out of my low and and it will be better for both of us, you know? So feeling safe and like, um, in a, like in alignment and in my being enough to like make those decisions has been huge. Um, and yeah, being alone is a beautiful thing. So that's what I find I really need in my low. And then like, and like one last piece about this, and then I want to hear what you do. But like, what I notice is like, my threshold or my tolerance for like, little annoyances when I'm in a low is super low. So like, I'll find myself getting really mad. And like, that's, you know, manifestors can get mad um, and are not self theme. And just when I'm in the low, I'll find myself getting mad at things I would never even like, flinch at or care about ever if I wasn't in a low if I start doing things that don't feel good so I really just um like take my time by myself um journal walk like work out whatever I need and then the low will pass and it's all it's all good again um yeah what do you find hmm wow you're very productive with your lows like you are um <laughs> I love that I find myself okay I don't actually deal with it as productively as you do obviously like one reason being you know we experience emotional authority differently but um I definitely don't want to be around people actually okay this is what happens I don't want to actually be alone but I also don't want to be around people (laughs) (laughs) um so I find myself to like take a nap while that happens like almost always happens I'll just be like super tired I'll actually feel really lethargic wow um I get that that makes sense I I almost feel like um for me when I get like exhausted like physically tired then I'll do a whole thing where I just don't get out of bed and stay there but I wouldn't 
I that to me what what you what you're describing with like the napping thing that happens to me when I just like get way overtired and burnt out from like life and existing it doesn't really feel like my emotional low versus like my emotional low I feel like I just need to do things for me and be in my own energy um when I get over exhausted I end up retreating and can't get out of bed but it's like it feels very like different versus that's funny like when you feel low you just like nap and don't move (laughs) move. (laughs) yeah as a projector I definitely feel like the you know the physical exhaustion and like when I feel tired like without being an emotional low I just feel tired I can feel tired and happy but if I'm like lethargic exhausted and tired and like not in a good mood, then I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in my low <laughs> and just like uninspired. So I might as well just like sleep it through. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. You're, this is so interesting. Like I experience what you're describing, but that's when I'm like energetically exhausted, tired. I will do that and feel like the uninspired, like I can't move blah, but it, to me, it doesn't feel like my emotional low if that makes sense it just feels like an energy thing like you got nothing left you're just gonna gonna sleep and be tired but I don't experience it as like my low um yeah but (laughs) wow that's so it like yeah but I love this conversation because we're all in this experiment experiencing things differently um which is really cool and hopefully helpful for people and just like the fact that we're even talking about it's okay to like retreat and have a few hours or a day where you just lay there and do nothing whether it's because you're in your lower because you're exhausted and you need sleep and like there's no shame about it like it's what you do (laughs) just (laughs) even saying like permission for that I think is like huge for some people (laughs) yeah I actually don't tell anybody out loud about this um but now I have (laughs) but wait you what do you mean you don't like tell you haven't like talked about this like I haven't told anybody like <laughs> like if I'm like in my low and someone asks me if I want to do something I'll just be like I'm busy <laughs> which I technically am oh my gosh that I wait I love this conversation and I do not have an answer or like a right or wrong or yes or no but I would say that depending on the person I'm talking to the type of low it is I'll either go your route and just say I'm busy or I'll be honest and be like, I am just in a place. I'm in a state. I just need to time alone. And like, um, and I'll be honest in some way, but I'm not looking for them to like do anything other than like, leave me alone for a little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's very Um, healthy. Wait. So uh, this just popped into my head because now I'm very curious, like how you approach this, but what do you do when you're in a low and like, obviously we're entrepreneurs, we're on social media, we're in quotes supposed to be um, engaging with our audience and stuff. Like, do you force yourself to, to post or go on stories or show up on social media or do you take a break from it? Or do you do what, what, what's your take on like um, showing up on social media in a low? Oh man. Huh. That's a really good question. So I kind of haven't been posting on my feed for a while. I do try to show up on stories um, more these days, but I don't think I should share anything that isn't quote unquote authentic because like, you know how when you're like being fake, not being fake. Okay. Like if I already had planned content that I would share regardless, I would share it. Mm -hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to like pretend to be in a different mood. Mm, yeah, like you're not going to be in a low and then pretend that you're not and try to like share something all like love and light and positive when you feel like shit. <laughs> That's <what you're- laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is like, I don't know, that makes me cringe. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't think, right. I don't think I would literally, I think I would literally be incapable of doing that. And like, um like you just like, I just couldn't. But what I, the other thing I think about sometimes is like, I'm okay with like me up on social media and sharing my low 
or like sharing that I'm feeling down or some type of way, but I don't usually share about the low until I've shifted a little bit out of it. Cause like, um, the, the, the energy that it would take to like go on and talk about it while I'm in it. Like it just, I haven't integrated it. I, I haven't processed, like it doesn't feel good in my body to do it, but I might share about the low after, but I definitely wouldn't like be in a low and then pretend I'm high. Like that just can't be yeah, a thing. Yeah. And I think like, like with social media, it's like, of course I want to be engaging with people. Of course, like I like love connecting with people on there and it's amazing, but like, we are kind of trying to, I think, start something new where like, we're not, we don't have to be like in a factory producing the same pair of shoes in the same way every day and show up consistently. Like we're humans, like we ebb and flow and like, that's okay. And, and I hope that like people that resonate with me and people I resonate with, like get that and support that and know that we can't always be showing up consistently in the same way every day. But I don't know. It's fun to think about. (laughs) Oh, I love all of that. So I do agree, like being, I don't want to say vulnerable, but like sharing like, you know, your real life, like, oh, this is me. And like, when you are at a better place is a better time to share and more like valuable for other people. Not that every single thing you share has to like provide value. Um, But I do think that like helps people kind of understand like, oh, um, what is real life? Because like, I feel like people do share that side, but also don't. Um, do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Like, it, they do, but like literally just what you said, they do, but they don't. It's, it's. Um, I mean, it's really hard. I th- like, we're all sort of performing on there, even if we're trying to be as authentic and real as possible. So I, I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought we would get, um, we'll be talking about this. Um, but one thing I don't really share is like the low side or the vulnerable side, um, which I know is something that, you know, not that I should do more of, but just like integrate a little bit more of. Yeah. I mean, that is, we could probably do a whole other new conversation on this in itself. I mean, there's so much to it. Like, I, I like, I agree with you. Like, I like the idea of sharing more of the vulnerable stuff or more of the lows or more of the challenging stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard at the same time because not everyone in your audience, like, I think part of it is like, getting so okay with being misunderstood and sharing it anyway. And like some, like I'm not all the way 100% really cool with being misunderstood. Cause a lot of times um, I might share something and people see it through their lens or through their experience. And they might, I feel like not fully understand like actually what I'm saying, or I might not even be looking for anyone to like, like people want to fix, they want to help. Right. So it's like, part of me is like, well, I don't want to tell them like, all the negatives or the bads or show that part of me. Cause I don't really want to be fixed. And I don't want, you know, like I want to share it to connect and to help people feel less alone and to know that this is like all part of the human experience, but I'm not looking for someone to like fix me or change me or anything. You know, I like all kinds of voices, different voices come into my head when we like think about this, but I agree with you. Like, like I, in theory would like to, to do that more. Um, I mean, it's part of it's our hard. life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm really open to sharing, um, like in a private container with my clients, um, like really comfortable with that. But like, um, the internet is like, oh, you don't know who's going to see it. And like hundreds of people are going to like, see your stories and stuff. Yes. So it's like, well, if someone was like having a really good time, then like, I don't know why I would like share that. Um, but then that becomes almost a problem. People think like, oh, is like your life looks really differently. <laughs> right. And I think it's so funny because like, I think that a bit, like we've, you know, we've all heard this now at this point, like it's a big problem, like how people, you know, orchestrate things and make their life look a certain way on social media. And it's like so far from that in real life. And it gives people this false sense of reality. Um, and so I think that can be like harmful and damaging at the same time. Like 
people don't go on and always share all the neck, you know, and yeah, it's complicated. It's a hard, it's a hard, like, there's no right or wrong. I think all ultimately, like you do you, like you do what feels best and in alignment with you, what you're called to share, what you're getting downloads about. Like, I don't know, sometimes I get like spurts of like, I'm getting this really like, like in training, for example, for me, it's like, I have like sexual trauma and that affected my pelvis and my pelvic floor. And that's a big part of my story. And I do a lot of work with postpartum women and other women who have had sexual trauma and try to help them move and train in ways that feel good. And like, that's a vulnerable piece of my story that in theory, I'd like to share more about on social media, but for obvious reasons, like I don't really show up on social media and chat about it that much, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, Anyway, that just popped into my head, but it's, it's a hard, it's hard. Um, It's like, it's nuanced. It's complicated. There's no answer. Oh, I know Um, why it's hard because when you're like in it, you're like, I'm not going to like be on social media. It's like the last thing you want to do. But when you're feeling better, it's like, well, I don't really want to be talking about this. Yes. Oh my God. I love that you just said that. Yes. When you're feeling better, you're like, life is good. It's all fine. I have no reason to go chat about this now. Yes. That, oh my God, Sandy, literally I experienced that like Yes, that is so on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know how people talk about shadow work and shame, but when you're feeling good, you're like, hmm, I don't think I have shame. But then when you're leaving your shadow, you're like, oh my God, I'm full of shame. I'm shameful. I'm full of, sh- <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I had that experience last week. I um, was in a therapy session and like, I had this like, um, shame part come up that really was feeling like something was all my fault and it was like very it was like a very strong shadow um and like a very kind of strong sensation in my body and it was like kind of taking me over and like I started crying and and it was helpful because I had no idea that that was there um so I'm glad that it came up but like now yeah now we're chatting about it we're on topic and you just sparked it and we're just I'm just chatting with you but I'm not gonna go this week and be like last week um when I had this horrible shameful part you know it's like I'm out of that and 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 it it almost feels weird to like talk about it now in a good mood when I'm like oh la-di-da last week's last week's problem you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh wow um I I guess the point. Oh, thank you. Me too. I guess the point of this is that no one's really got it figured out and everyone's just like, you know, experimenting with, you know, whether that's like their human design or like, you know, we're always evolving. So yeah, the other day, some, someone who like follows me on Instagram was like, Oh, I thought you have it all figured out. I'm like, that's like so far from the truth. (laughs) Wow. They like, that's like helpful. I think like that's shocking to me that someone is still thinking that someone else on this planet has it figured out. Like that is, I think one of my biggest like lessons I've learned over and over again is like, nobody has it all figured out. Like no one needs to be on a pedestal. Like none of us are, we are all just in a big experimentation, like learning experience all the time. Even the people that we think feel like God, right? Like I have people I love. I think they're amazing. Okay. They're still learning too. Like, I think that's so, so, so important to remember. And I think just with human design, especially like it's an awareness tool. Like it's given me language. It's helped me connect with other people with similar experiences. Right. But it doesn't give me all the answers or make things feel easier um, when I'm going through them, but they do allow me to take a step back and identify, Oh, I'm in a low. Okay no need to panic. Let me feel my feelings. Let me do my thing. And like, it's going to pass. I won't be in this forever. Whereas like before I might've been like, Oh my God, I'm fucked. I'm in this forever. This is it. Like, (laughs) like this is it. Right. And now I have this awareness, like thanks to human design, but no, none of us haven't figured out. Oh my God. Like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like anyone who tries to make somebody feel like they have it all figured out, like, like they are the ones in my opinion that like have like the most work to do. (laughs) Yeah. I I totally get that. Um, and like, 
with since we're talking about emotional authority um, and how like human design has helped us, it was such a relief to know that my emotional lows. Well, sometimes I know like why exactly am I like sad or angry, but like when I don't know, it's good to know that it's not personal. Yes. Oh my God. Okay, you're bringing up all the good points. Like, oh, it's like you're like a podcast host or something. Um, <laughs> but literally, that is okay. That was huge for me. Is knowing sometimes I don't have a reason or an event or a situation or a person or anything going on in my conscious brain that is causing me to feel shitty, and I just feel shitty, and like that's okay. I'm here to feel shitty right now, and that is a okay. And like, that was liberating for me. Like, there's not always a reason. Oh my God, that's such a good point. I hope somebody listening to this, like, I hope that like helps them because that was huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some people, well, at least like a older version of me um, in the past would think that is irresponsible. Like, how can you just be like, okay, I'm sad and that's okay. Um, When we talk about this, it's like, okay, just like for today or the next three hours or so I'm going to let myself just like be in my sadness but this is not like I'm not going to like just let it take its time forever you know what I mean like we're applying some sort of discipline um yet also like I guess be gentle with ourselves I think that sounds really cliche um but like yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't sound cliche at all like I think being compassionate and gentle with ourselves. Like something that's helped me so much is when, when I'm in that situation you're describing, like I talk to that part of me that's feeling bad. And I talk to it like a kid and like that inner child, it's not cliche. It works. It's like, Oh my gosh, you're feeling this type of way. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm here for you. Like, it's okay that you're feeling like this, like, and, and it works. And something you just made me think of is like for shifting out of it. It's like, there's a fine line. Like, yeah, sometimes you just give yourself the three hours, whatever. But I also find, I don't know if this happens to you, but like in some cases, like I'll have to like go see a client when I'm in that kind of a low and I'll be like, and first like dreading it, like, oh, like, I don't want to go like, oh my God, I have to just tend to these parts that are sad, whatever. And then what I needed was to go see the client and that shifts me out of it. And I'm in a whole new energy state when I leave and I'm out of the low and like going and supporting somebody else was like what brought me out of it. And it was actually really like healing for me. Um, I don't know if you ever experienced that. Oh yeah, totally. So I either feel better when I get on the call with my client or like, if it's not meant to be, I'm not supposed to see them because I'm like in my low um, right. like they will kind of reach out to reschedule. Um, so it kind of just happens pretty naturally. Happens. Yeah. Yes. That's so true. Cause like, right. Like we said, it could go either way, but it usually when it's, when it's not in alignment to see them, like something happens, like they're, they change this. That happens to me all the time. I love that you're bringing this up. Like sometimes I'm like dreading it. And then I see them and it ends up being amazing. Best thing like for both of us. And then other times, I'm in that low and then like they have to reschedule and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best news ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it crazy? Yeah. Um, just because we're on this topic, when we're waiting for that emotional clarity, we're also kind of like in a way aligning ourselves with divine timing, if you will. Yeah. Yep. That is something I've seen like time and time again. And, and like, like you just kind of explained it but it's like okay um the like the universe has our back right like if you have to take time for yourself because you're in your low and you don't do something else like then in a few weeks when you do do those plans like something else amazing will happen you know like it it will all work out in a way that's here for your highest good and to support you um and I like I I think that happens like to me all the time um I think that's a really important point too. Thank you so much for your time. And it's so fun. It's like literally always a good time chatting with you. Can you pimp yourself out? Where can people find you? 
Oh, you're so cute. I love you. Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I always love chatting with you. Um, and people can find me on Instagram, Jenna Jacobs Movement. Um, it's J-E-N-N-A-H. There's an H at the end. Um, and then J-A-C-O-B-S Movement. And then same thing, jennajacobs.com. You can always feel free to reach out to me in DMs or on email or through my website. Um, I have lots of classes and small group training, uh, one-on-one training, um, a membership with all kinds of content in it. So all kinds of things going on, depending on your needs. So yeah, anytime, always here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sandy. It's like so fun chatting with you. Ah, <laughs> uh, always. I have been loving having people on the podcast. My right brain really appreciates it. And I so appreciate Jenna for coming on and sharing so openly I am definitely very expanded and hopefully you guys found this to be helpful or interesting or both. Again, Jenna is at Jenna Jacobs Movement on Instagram. If you vibe with her, go say hi. If you're like, okay, what is all this authority and like energy type they're talking about? Go straight to the show notes, pull your chart and listen to episode two and three. Have a wonderful rest of your day and have an amazing weekend.